How you been? I'm all right, man. Just, you know. <laughs> Jeez, man. You what never stop I... moving. <laughs> no, I, do, I, I can't, man. I yeah. can't. I, I really can't. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, especially now, I, I put me by the washroom. <laughs> I'd rather just stand by the washroom if I can. Yes. You know? If I had uh, taken the time out, you know, before my accident and that, then right now I'd, I'd, I don't know what I'd be doing. So nobody that knows you right now or people that are watching that don't know who you are, can you give them some context to you say, just get, put me by the washroom? This sounds a little bit weird if you oh, don't know man. what you're talking about. You know? Oh, okay. Well, uh, my name is Chris Pinto, uh, owner-operator of UES Lifestyle Management, Upper Echelon Services. Um, and I work with TJ, oh, geez. We're going 2008, 2009? Yeah, 2010, kind of that two-year span, yeah. Yeah, Centuroon, right on King Street, downtown Toronto, uh, in the mix, as I like to call it, you know. Fashion um, district. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, 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 came up, uh, we came up in some different times. Actually, in, in the midst of a, ch a big change, if you ask me. The we just, yeah, 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 we are just coming into that. So kind of the old, the old school uh, cowboy days were just Lots coming to a close. Guys. Yeah, I remember I remember when I got hired at Century Room there, I had an interview on the phone with the guy across the street at uh, Spice Root, right. Right, which is on the south side of the street, and then uh, at Century Room with, uh, with our supervisor, Goldie. And I was talking to the guy at Spice Root on the phone, and he had my resume, but the first two questions were, uh, how tall are you? How much do you weigh? Yeah. And when I, when I went and reached out to Goldie, I went to a person, I just talked to him for like two minutes, and he's like, all right, you seem well-spoken, we'll give you a chance. Come on in Thursday. Yeah. So. Uh, it was yep. a very different approach to hiring based on the you two know, different... That still happens today, bro. People yeah. people still think that size is a factor. You know, I mean, it is in some cases, but... It's definitely a factor, the day, but it's, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a, you know, balance of skill sets, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Your soft skills will take over for sure. Amen. So, uh, as I said, you, uh, you never stop moving. Your beard never stops growing either. When did you start doing that? Because when I when I when I met you, you were uh, you know, you're like a GQ cover model, pretty boy, you know, face, you know, slick. I was smooth. also I was also two sixty five, brother. Big boy. Yeah, I was I was um, I was heavy. Koya, one of our brothers I work with, he's he's still with me today. Um, he used to make fun of me because I had like one like outfit, one type of outfit to wear, like it was nice kind of fitted pants and a nice tee. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those. Yeah, it was hard. Those, those are those are times, man. Um, I, after Trump <laughs> Hotel, that's I I open, help open the Trump Hotel um, out here in Toronto. <laughs> um, I I had to shave every day, like right. every day. That was the you know that was the uh, the uniform, the dress code, clean shaven. After that, I was I'm never shaving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I because I, I, I couldn't even do the you know I used to have the nice little mustache, the little goatee. I couldn't even do that. I was like. Uh, Never shaving again. Haven't since 2014. Yeah, I've gone Trimming. through uh, gone through like stages of like yeah, you know, once in a while I'll shave or whatever. But I always yeah. feel I, I identify as bearded, right? So yeah. you know, sh oh, yeah. shaving is something I do. Bearded is kind of who I am, right? I guess. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's it's who you are. Absolutely. So when I when I was uh, working with you at the Century and we uh, you know we're doing that nightclub security together. Uh, I, before we go on to kind of <clears throat> everything that we're going to be talking about. I wanted to touch basically about the, the big fight. I don't, were you there that night? You know what I'm talking about, the triad and the bottling and the, 
chaos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In this small room. Yeah. I'd love to hear it from your perspective. Oh, yeah, I'd love to hear it from your perspective. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> that's when um, that's when Igor got bottled, right? I believe. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he got he got hit pretty hard. Oh man. Yeah. Um, jeez, that was. <laughs> there was there was so many. Um, You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't honestly I don't even remember what happened. I just remember we were all in the room. It was kind of it was almost as if it was like a standoff at one point, mm. and then. I, I just all hell broke loose. Yeah, I don't. I, I honestly don't remember. I just remember they were a level up. They had a kind of a. I mean, they were a little shorter than us, but they yeah. had risers an advantage. Yeah, and um, they were they were throwing everything from ice cubes to rock glasses to uh, great goose bottles. Um, and that was yeah, that was nuts. Uh, Igor got hit. I remember that, and we dragged him out. Yeah, and from there it was just it was a mess. I don't even remember how it ended. Uh, they ushered, uh, they, they, we hear the sirens coming in the background, and so those at the door decided that they wanted the chaos inside to get out. So they just said, hey, cops, come and get out. And so they all just kind of... They all just skirted out. Holy skirted yeah. Away, yeah. Yeah, I don't what was the night that we had... Um, holy cow, what was the night we had SWAT there? That was the 2008 MMVA after party for Drake. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll stay away from that. Stay <laughs> 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 oh my goodness that was the greatest like i mean that was tactful like that was crazy the, ex the exit the how they locked it down that was nuts yeah you weren't there you missed it yeah that's right that's right you had to be there i didn't get even, i didn't even get a t-shirt for it though no nothing no. nothing yeah i got a couple of one dollar bills that they were they were making it rain one dollar american bills right yeah the booth, so i got a couple of those so but i mean there's been a lot of changes there's <laughs> been a, a lot of changes in the industry yeah there from, has from then till now man definitely a lot so we, we parted ways kind of then like uh yep. with different routes or whatever mm -hmm. and uh reconvened in i want to say 2015 somewhere around there it's like a five six yep. year kind of departure yeah, yeah. Uh, and then before running in again, but uh, kind of what, because when, when I was with you, you first, you first started UES, uh, Upper Echelon Services, right? Yeah. Uh, like no, well, so, I mean, it, it's always been an idea of mine. Um, and it's always kind of been in me. I always kind of, even, she's going back to 2003 when I used to work at like Bell Canada Palladium, like those type, those, you know, the, the, the come up jobs. Um, I was still doing security. You know, they had events over there and I was bringing, you know, quality guys that could handle the crowd and, you know, like to speak well and, and deal with things way back then. So it's kind of always been in me. Um, 2009 is where I kind of came up with the, you know, the real raw idea of it all. Um, and uh, 2016 is when I actually put it everything into play um, after so many years. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, the idea has always been there. It's always been in me. Um, so, I, yeah, just, I guess, you know, thanks. I appreciate it. I, appreciate no, I, I, I remember looking at, um, remember looking at your website back then because you gave me a business card that said it on it. And yeah. I, had, I yeah. Had just started my business too. So I took an interest right. and, uh, you know, the website was kind of sparse, but I, I didn't even know really what it's about, but it's amazing to see like the direction you took and where you brought it and that you're doing it now. Like, so to like break pat break paths and then to come back and to see that vision you had come to fruition was exciting for me because as a fellow small business owner, right. it's exciting, you know. Yep. Um, I mean, 
to speak a little bit about that, where that started really was um, ex- kind of just all derived from the experience that I've had over the years. Um, you know, working from uh, nightclub security to corporate security, at OPG Ontario Power Generation head office um, to, uh, you know, private gigs. Uh, I, I, I've done it all uh, in my kind of world. Um, not to toot my own horn or anything like that, but uh, that all that experience kind of allowed me to become who I am today. You know, there's guys that we know from then till now, they're still the same sort of guys, you know, the gung-ho attitude, ready to go in there and, you know, uh, you know, some people call them musclehead or some people call them bouncers, right? Um, you know, that stigma is still kind of there for some guys. Um, I lost that a long time ago just because in our city, the events and venues that we had to work in, you kind of have to be tactful. You can't just run in there and, you know, there's people waiting outside for people. There's there's certain people that are inside the building. You know, it's, it's there's a lot of politics to our city. So you kind of have to... Um, maneuver that you have to be aware situational awareness is 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 one of the things i praise um because of that and it it allowed me to kind of use my voice learn to talk to people learn to and that's how i like kind of molded what upper echelon services is today it's um uh it's a comprehensive security service and i mean when i say that i mean we deal with so much in the city in terms of um events and venues i like to offer a different approach to security uh you know you don't come to the door and see a big burly guy um, you might but he's gonna look well dressed and he's gonna speak very well you know what i mean his attitude is gonna be inviting um even all down to dealing with all the issues um you know that's a that's a specific way we have of of dealing with that just because of how we came up you know long long gone those days long gone are those days of the back alley brawlers right like you can't you don't do that no more. You know, people's no. money are, and livelihoods are at stake now. You know, um, it's a better way, and not just for liability and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's useless. It's every time you engage with someone, you run a risk. Like every time you Absolutely. engage with someone, you run a risk that it could Absolutely. be you. You know, so I, you, know, you should always be uh, very hesitant to, to put hands on, yeah. to, or not even just to put hands on, but to even be like kind of verbally or socially aggressive. Yep. Right. There's a way to kind of navigate. There's, you know, you can't. Long story short, you catch more flesh with honey than vinegar. Absolutely. They used to ban guys back. Remember 2000 when the licenses started to come into play and they can start really like identifying who maybe did what or whatever. Yeah, they uh, they started banning guys from the city. You're no longer allowed to work in the downtown court. Done. Can't be in here after 10 o'clock for any reason. You know, like, th- like that. And I was just couldn't believe it. So, you know, you have to find a different approach to and a different mm-hmm. way to deal with things. So that was the involvement. So I see, outside of actually doing the work and working and kind of working your way up that way, what kind of training have you gone on the side? Because I've seen you've done a lot of uh, firearms training. I see some of your networking, your connections through some of the, uh, uh, the U.S. CP providers. And can you can you explain kind of some of the connections and networks and kind of a little bit of your journey, how you got to where you are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, geez, where do I start? Uh, I, you know, with the whole idea of UES starting, um, uh, we were working TIFF, you know, that was the big thing uh, for Toronto uh, back in 2009, 2008, 2009. Um, that's when all the celebrities started uh, to come to the city and people started noticing, you know, uh, the Great White North was was amazing. Um, you know, the, uh, what they call it? North Hollywood mm-hmm. or Hollywood North. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
and they started realizing, you know, there's, so, there's, there's money to be made. There's a lot of things to do. Uh, so being involved in that, I kind of, you know, uh, seeing, you know, the upper echelon, if you will, of, of the potential, like what I'm able to do, the potential, but you can't just walk in there, you know, saying I worked at, you know, downtown on, you know, such and such corner, you know, I've, I've battled with the best of them. Let me get in. Um, you know, you've, you've got to get credentials. It's just, this is a real, real industry. And that's kind of what allowed me to learn that over the years that, you know, there's guys that, um, uh, just to go back a quick second, uh, that I used to be in a car club with. Um, I'll never forget him, man. And he worked CP work. This is back in 2000 and <clears throat> 2003, 2002. And he was doing CP work for like Scotia Bank up there. Young guy, young guy still had his nice little, you know, car set up and it, but he, that's all he did. He sat there, watched the guy while he's in his office field. And I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. He's making more than I was. Um, but I didn't see it then. Um, so, you know, obviously having to get up here, you, you've got to get the training and credentials to go behind it. So I was always into uh, getting credentials, just obviously just because of the corporate work that I did, you know, use of force, the NVCI, um, handcuffing, RCMP bomb detection, things of that nature. That all came with the corporate side of things. So I was already accustomed to getting a lot of training and credentials. Um, and then uh, just, you know, once you go on your own, you've, you've, you've got to really still do that. You've got to keep that ball up. And what do you do? Uh, you know, you network, you make relationships with a lot of people. It was always a, a goal of mine to get um, some sort of CP training behind me. Um, you know, uh, up here we have, um, I believe it's ASIS. Yes, it's online, right? Um, and we have, we, have, we have actual CPP uh, credential that you can get. Um, I believe, I really think it is difficult. It costs a lot of money, you know, as a, as a small business owner to take the time to do a lot of that and continue to run. It, 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 it is tough, um, but that's not where it stops. You know what I'm sure. saying? So I was very, for, very, very, uh, you know, to fast forward up till now, I was very fortunate enough to receive um, uh, a scholarship through Icon Global uh, and Executive um, Security International. Um, and I went and took a, a course over there, which allowed me now to be a part of their alumni, which now allows me to be, you know, take courses that they offer. Uh, and, and it's not, and, and they don't ever encourage to just stick with them. They encourage to go seek other training because everybody has their way of doing things. Mm. Take what you can from them, take what you can from here and utilize it. And that's what I've done all these years, right? All my experiences, just took them all and kind of put that forward. So yeah, definitely credentials. Um, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm loving guns. <laughs> I wish we had a two-way. <laughs> I wish we were two-way. Um, you know, uh, you know that's a whole other conversation. But even that, um, that's a, a, a part of the game where, you know, you look in America, they have a lot of PMT. And, you know, that's a whole different ball game. They have the training and stuff behind them. But, I mean, that, that intrigues me. And to be at a level playing field, to get that sort of training, um, you know, that is a form of self-defense. There's just no hands down. There's dangerous people out there. I want to be able to defend myself. And in doing so, you've got to do the training. You've got to, you've got to, you know, you've got to do your due diligence. That's it. Right? That's it. I, I speaking of which too, uh, I think the asset that we probably all, well, I'm going to say we probably all, I say maybe like a majority, certainly myself point my fingers at, that we take for granted or that we neglect is like our, our, our endurance health, like the, the physical fitness component of it, right? Oh, 
Oh yeah. Because uh, especially if you said you're you're the guy at the Scotia, they're sitting at the desk watching a guy for however many hours and making more, mm-hmm. then you know, then you slugging that on some street corner, you know, nightclub. Yep. Um, but you take that seriously because uh, you know if you follow Chris on social media, which we'll get all his handles and stuff a- afterward, he uh, big time in the fitness, big time in the training, kind of takes it very seriously, and uh, his big hashtag is no days off. Right? No days off. Yeah. No excuses, no days off. No excuses, no days off. So, uh, yeah, can you talk a little bit about what you do that way? Fitness-wise? Yeah, ab- keep yourself, ab- uh, keep yourself, you know, tip-top for the, for the job? Absolutely. So, again, uh, I, I hope everybody can actually see my growth through this. Um, back in the day, I was 265. I hated the gym. I kind of still do. But uh, we have a love-hate relationship now. Um, but I never hit the gym before. Um, and uh, I'd say, uh, leading up to my accident, uh, which was in 2017, um, I was starting to get into the gym and keeping in shape because obviously, again, you know, you're, you're in a, you're trying to, um, you're trying to be in a career where your physical depends on it, everything, uh, you know, you have to train as if your life depends on it, um, from your, 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 your health, your diet to stretching, um, and, and physical fitness, you got to keep up with all of that. Um, and then I had my accident. Um, and again, you know, something triggered in me at that moment where like I had to, I, I couldn't stop. I was just on my way to do something and I couldn't let that go. And I had to continue. And, and the way to do that was, was keep in shape and keep fit. Cause again, you know, you lay down, it's very easy to lay down. Right. Um, so that was, that was one of my biggest motivations and um, not going to lie. There's, um, I'd have to get his handle. It's, uh, Jose, I believe I'm going to say that he's, uh, he's a veteran. Uh, he's out of, he's out of, I believe, Texas. Um, let me get it. Yeah. JLS143, Jose Luis Sanchez. I was following him before I lost my leg. Okay. And his workouts were nuts. Were they, they're my type of workouts. If I'm going to go to the gym, I'm not going to sit there and do arm day, leg day. <laughs> I'm going to go in, physically train my body, push it to its limits, get the most out of my body. I can. Um, and I was following him. He's a veteran. He's also an amputee. I was following him before my accident. So at that moment, you know, you have to use logic. If he can do that, there's no way that I can't do that. There's no way. I'm not, I, I can't agree otherwise. Um, so, you know, that right there, as soon as, as soon as this was, was happening to me, that was already in my head. I'm like, okay, let's go. I got shit to do. So let's put the, the brakes up for a second. Cause again, yeah. we, did, we didn't really, we just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I think people are rewind on this to say, what the fuck did you say? So you said accident, you said lost my leg. So yeah, give us some context here. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get in it. Uh, give, so, give us the story. Yeah. Go ahead. So again, uh, 2016. Uh, well, I had left Trump 2014, uh, 2016, uh, energy was starting to shift and I started my business, Upper Echelon Services. Um, uh, 2017 in June, so it's three years to the, to the day almost, um, just after, I had an accident, motorcycle accident. Um, it was a pretty bad accident and I had actually lost the whole back end of my heel, scraped it right off the ground, just melted. Um, so bringing me into the hospital, they told me that they're going to rebuild my heel with, you know, pins, rods, metal, all, all kinds of stuff, uh, skin graft, the works. I'm still blurry, eyes blurry. Now, again, I just started my company. I had goals to get training, 
goals to work with, you know, guys like Shadow Group, uh, you know, Elijah Shaw at Icon Global, you know, the top, the top guys in the CP game. I had goals. I had big goals, so I was angry. Uh, I also, my mind just fires miles a minute. So right away, I'm like, cut it off. <laughs> cut it off. There's no way that I could, even back in my heyday, with that type of amount of surgery, that amount of work done to my foot, could I even stand at a washroom for five hours? There's no way. There's absolutely no way. And that all processed through my head right away. So, uh, again, I, I'm just like, cut it off. He's like, well, I'm glad, Mr. Pinto, you can make that decision. But we're going to try and save your foot. So I was there for about a month and a bit before they couldn't do it. Then they cut it off. Um, Should have listened to you in the first place. <laughs> I, I would have been, I, that's what I said. I asked, Matt, Wasting my time here. I asked my lawyer, I'm like, can I file malpractice? Because they should have let me out. Like, they got me in there doing surgeries. I, like, oh, man. Um, but um, I was out uh, 30 days later. And then um, there was, now began the process to heal up and walk again. And uh, I got my prosthetic. Actually, okay. I bogarted my prosthetic. They didn't want to, they would, they didn't want to let me take it home. I bogarted my prosthetic uh, at, probably at the end of August, and I was back to work in October. First shift, October 4th, 2017 was my first shift. I'll never forget it. Yeah. So. It, it, sounds, like, uh, it sounds like the shit. Like, I mean, I could ask you, like, what gets you through? What got you? But I, I can, in order to ink and go into that, but I, I think I, I see where you're, what, you're the type of personality you are, which is this is the work like this is the situation I'm, at, I'm in so there's immediate acceptance and it's like okay i this is what i have to live with so how do i improve this how do i fix this how do i work with this and then let's just get going with that because that's the only thing that's going to make the situation any better for myself that's, and, that's just, very, and there you go and that's is that pretty much it that's it i so at the end of the day yeah that's that's that's, that's it in a nutshell and if you want to maybe break down a little bit deeper it's it's my foot was broken i had an accident my foot was broken let's let's say that so Regardless of the immense damage that was done, my foot was broken. So I already have to heal six months, whatever it might be. You now you take in effect what's going to do, how, you know, I can't stand. All of that instantly. <laughs> Let's go. I got stuff to do. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I got all stuff. the fucking levers and balances and stuff in place. Okay, oh, yeah. Well, here's, here's how I'm going to navigate this. I, I couldn't even see. My eyes were still blurry. I couldn't even see. Yeah, just as a person, as a concussion dude, I've had a couple of concussions. Did you, like, it, I don't know how crazy the accident was, uh, but did you suffer, like, had trauma from that, or were you pretty lucky? This happened, ex like, the 100% the only way and the best way it could. Um, you know, uh, I, I, it was just, it was one of those things. And um, I didn't hit, I didn't have any concussions. I had my foot. I had a little bit of a, a burnt, like I'm talking maybe about a, an inch road rash on my, on my left thigh and something here. And my big left toe was hurting. That was it. That was it. And, and, and this is why I, I really feel, because again, I'm a person to sit here and look, I've met a lot of amputees along the way. I've met a lot of people that have had things happen to them along the way. None of, none of this compares to any of that. Yeah. None of it. <laughs> None of it. None of it. Like, imagine falling off your bike and just scraping and getting a leg full of road rash. I didn't even have that. You know what that pain feels like? To heal with a leg full of road rash? That is a pain you don't want. You can't put your pants on, to wash it, to pick the stones up. I didn't have any of that. 
So every, everyone's natural inclination, everyone's natural natural inclination is, uh, you know, no one's pain is worse than my pain, right? And that's why people, it's hard to empathize sometimes because what they're going through, they see what you're going through, but they're seeing it through their eyes, and so their experience yeah. is more terrible to them than yours. But what you're telling me is like, yo, man, I didn't get road rash. Like, you know how fucking terrible road rash is. And I'm like, yeah, but you lost your leg. You're like, yeah, 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 but it's not fucking road rash, man. Yo, <laughs> it's, it's the opposite focus, right? It's the opposite. Right? I mean, don't get me wrong. I have, I have my days, um, but on a pain scale to how, you know, pain would be. And again, don't get me wrong. You heal from road rash and, you know, but I'm a, I don't want that immediate feeling like at all. You know, people, some say I'd rather get shot than stabbed. It's kind of one of those things. You know what I'm saying? Like immediate. Okay. It's there. Now we haven't figured out. I don't want to have to sit there and be like, holy shit. Yeah, did the whole pain the whole time and trying to figure out how I, I, I got to keep moving on. No, I got, I got stuff to do. I, keep going. I remember, uh, uh, I'll share a story with you because uh, I, I, I ended up walking away from it a lot better, but, <laughs> uh, you know, lost the problem. Yeah, we'll see. So I've done this crime, 20 years old. It's June, it's fucking June. What is it with the month of June, eh? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So anyways, June. Uh, I, I was a super Christian at the time, so I was staying over at a Bible camp to you know, like wait for a girl to finish work so I could like hang out with her, <laughs> right? Super and, Christian. Super Christian. And then working like, uh, no, not, like just literally hang out with her and like yeah. talk and fucking drink tea and shit. And uh, then I had to go home and work in the morning, right? So I could work in these long hours, but you know, you're a teenager, or, sorry, teenager, I'm 20 years old, want to see this girl. So I drive to the Bible camp, whatever. I'm driving home, it's one o'clock in the morning, one one something in the morning and uh, the fucking heat's on because it's cold outside, fall asleep at the wheel. Nobody else on the road whatsoever, so thank God, right? Fucking wake up on the other side of the road, hitting the gravel ditch, or not the gravel ditch, the gravel shoulder rather. And so it gets better than that. And then I just instantly realize I'm on the other side of the road in the gravel shoulder, shit. Do one of these with the wheel, which fishtails is me like across the street, perpendicular directly to the other side. I'm like, uh, other way, because I'm on the other gravel shoulder, I fishtail back over to the side. I've lost control of the vehicle. I'm going into the ditch, and I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. Uh, I don't want to fuck up my hands and my wrists and shit like my arms, and I don't want to eat glass on my eyes. So I'm going to close my eyes, close my mouth, put my hands like this, and I just let nature take its course. Jeez, yeah. I ended up about 30 feet off the road, right side up. The entire passenger side of the car was just munched in, and I was the only one in the car, and there's no injuries. I walked away with like a tiny scratch on my pinky, and maybe like one inch of friction burn from something and uh, in a destroyed car. And my first thought when I walked away from that, I was so angry at myself because I just put 30 bucks in the tank. I'm like, ah, <laughs> like I wasted, wasted 30 bucks. Yeah. And then my thought was, oh, my parents are going to be fucking pissed. But they were, yeah. they were just, you know, they were happy to have a, a son that was alive at that point. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, again, it could always be worse. Yeah. I, I, I learned a, a valuable lesson there too, man. Paramagnus came very quickly, and uh, and uh, you know what happened? Fell asleep at the wheel. Well, when the police get here, don't tell them that because they're going to charge you with <laughs> careless driving. Yeah. It's called yeah. driving without due care and attention. Carries yeah. six demerit points, and at the time it was a three hundred ninety dollar fine, I think. And uh, they're like, just tell them you miss, you swerved to miss a deer or something. It's a defense. So, cops come. I believe in being honest. I'm a Christian. Remember at the time, <laughs> what happened? Fell asleep at the wheel. Charged with careless driving. I learned, don't ever do that again. <laughs> Not only don't fall asleep with the wheel, but if you do, don't say anything about it. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, this, you know, again, I've, I've had friends that while on a job, because they're truck drivers, they've hit a moose. Mm. Tore, the whole front, tore the whole front end off his car. You know, the picture that I was sent at the time, I thought he was dead. You know, his head was looked the same. And again, to, to know that he came back from that, it's, you know, you've, you've, you've really kind of, you really got to kind of use experiences, you know, to kind of prepare yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that are, uh, you know, I'm a visual learner, mm-hmm. you will. You know, if I can see it done, if it's done, if it could be done, I see it done, I can, it can be done, I can do it. It can be done. So, you know, it's, it's, you got to have that mentality, man. You got to have that mental strength. So that, that no excuses, no days off, um, that's been the motto. That's been the motto, right? Because, you know, I didn't take no days off. You know, the days off that I took was just to rehab it, get back to it, I'm back at it. I've been going ever since. <laughs> With, without, uh, I tried to steer on the, uh, I try to say south of the fucking, Try to say off the radar of kind of political discussion, so we'll get into it in terms of the um, uh, with Canada right now with the uh, assault style weapon ban. But oh you're into, yeah, so you're into firearms. Uh, you yep. like to shoot. You like to shoot. I'm sure across all the yep. platforms. I think everybody, myself mm-hmm. included, should have some base familiarity with each of the three kind of major kind of groupings, right? Being yep. machine gun, uh, handgun, and shotgun, right? Yeah. Uh, or rifle, shotgun. Pistol, yep. whatever, however you want to categorize it. But um, what challenges now do you face? Uh, you know, in this now that this legislation. I'm a criminal. I'm a, I'm a criminal. <laughs> All of a sudden, me. I'm, I'm, just like I'm that. A, I'm a criminal, guys. I want. I'm a criminal. <laughs> They've labeled. Well, all right, we lost you. Oh, there you are. Sorry, Sorry. You just for the last basically thirty seconds, you were frozen. <laughs> you got me. No, this I didn't get you. Name. It was just a. Fro- I see it now. Okay, but you're just right, frozen. Okay. You said you were a criminal, and then you were eloquently articulating <laughs> the whole point. Where you're just a frozen face on the screen. Right? Big brother's criminal. watching. <laughs> that's gonna be. That's gonna be a meme. Holy. That's right. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah. So 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 basically, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, they've labeled me a criminal. Um, it's it's unbelievable what they've done. I don't. I'm not one to get into politics um, because you know if two men disagree, there's got to be a point where you know, okay, you're not listening. Like, mm. so let's have a general conversation. Now I, I'm gonna either make you listen or I'm just gonna go in and have my own country. I don't mm. know. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, it, the, it's insane. It's 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 absolutely insane. Um, I've had my firearms license since 2008. Um, I obtained it legally, I trained for it, I studied for it, and I, I passed a test, um, I passed a background check, um, I had to get permission from my wife, uh, at the time we lived in a back split, I had to get permission from the people that lived in the back split, um, uh, what else, oh, it, it was nuts, um, and RCMP background check, you know, that's one of the, that's the one of the deepest background checks. That you you should be able to get here um, as a civilian, if I think I believe, um, and that was back in two thousand and eight. Um, I didn't really get involved deeply into the firearm industry because it's still you know it's it's kind of costly. It's an expensive hobby, mm-hmm. um, 
and I didn't really purchase anything at the time. I had, I think, a 22, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, 597. Yeah, I had, a, I had a 597, and I had a little Archangel kit on it to make it look kind of like an AR. Um, and uh, I should start saying Armalite. I'm not even going to say AR no more. It's going to scare people. Armalite. Armalite style rifle. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I had one of those, and uh, I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't, didn't even do anything. Even going to a range at the time was expensive. Um, so getting, you know, just a little closer to my accident, um, I started purchasing, you know, firearms and, you know, uh, that, sorry, I went to a range in Orno. Uh, that's the only range that I could get into. It was a brand new range, Orno all the way. It's about an hour and a half away from me. And it was 24 hours. So that was what I liked about it. So I can get there, you know, late at night. Um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's one of those things where they've vilified you for something you love to do. Um, uh, people, this regular society, or why would you say regular society? Civilians who don't own a, a firearms license don't understand what it takes to get one, maintain it, um, and or utilize it. You know what I mean? Uh, after my accident, actually, uh, I had to have a, a, an interview, in-person interview, with the chief firearms officer. Again, <laughs> I lost my leg. Okay? They want to check mental health, right? Yeah. It's not a joke. Yeah. It's not a joke. I, had, I went there, and I had to do a mental health check. And here's the only reason why. And, and I want everybody to understand this. My driver's license got suspended because of a, uh, a physical, uh, sorry, an act, well, because of the accident, but also because I lost my leg. Um, and so that being said, because it said medical condition, it didn't say anything other than that. So because it said medical condition, they called, come in for an interview. You got to make sure you're good. I had a great interview with him. Told them about my dreams and aspirations for my company. Said we need more of that, and we absolutely do. Um, but we are far behind in that game um, mm. when it comes to that. Even in the security industry, uh, to to America, actually, and across the world, you know, we're, we're in the protection industry. The amount of training, everything that you have to do for these certifications, and 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 to be able to do these things is unbelievable. You know, and and that goes to kind of what's going on now in the world, you know? Unfortunately, yeah. so, you know, I, I, the untrained police officers, there's no other way to put it. Um, you know, and even that, it's, it's unfortunate and it's, you know, you've got to kind of do your due diligence, man. Cover your ass. Like, just, I don't understand how you can't get the necessary training behind you, why you wouldn't want to, you know? Mm. So, but, and, uh, yeah. Not just professionally, man, but I know you're a dad as well, as am I. And uh, that's, that. like, I was talking with my friend about this the other day, because we were talking about, of course, George Floyd. We were talking about all the riots and looting that happened because of it. We were talking about kind of the whole state of affairs. Yeah. And I was saying, you know, there's also, like, people being slaughtered in South Africa. There's also people yeah. in China. And he, and he just, he cut me off. He says, it's happening everywhere. It's worldwide. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I said, so when I see all that, it makes me look a little more insular. And kind of look at the, my family and look at the people around me that I can actually reach out and touch and yeah. affect and focus on that. Like if I want to create, I'm sure there's lots of different ways. And, and there was a quote I was reading, which is for every complex problem, there's an answer that is like clear, concise, and wrong or something like that. Yeah. The point <laughs> is it's, there's a complex answer. It's nothing simple. But when I, I look now, I have three kids, right? And yeah. 
pouring into them. Yeah, right. <laughs> pouring, pouring into them and kind of creating those people that see the world that way and have that experience. Like, if we all do that, okay, that's I think the strongest way and the most likely way of bringing about the positive change that we want to see. So I'm, I've turned my focus to there. You know, it, it, it's it. You know what? I mean, that's one of those things right now. It's like everybody has you know their personal feelings on how they feel about the situation and such um and you know wrong is wrong right is right you know situations are situations you, you you've got to really hold accountability to yourself and the only way to really do that and feel confident enough to do that is to get the training behind you yeah. do you know what i'm saying like the, the nvci all like i seen a post i put it up the other day about you know uh, some bouncers have has there ever been a bouncer choking somebody out and them dying? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm gonna, I should look, we should really, we should really look that up f yeah. for our sake. Let me look um, at it right now. <laughs> but, but, but look, look what's happened to the industry once they just put in licensing, lost a lot of, you know, they're gung-ho badass guys, quality guys, but we lost a lot of guys. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I guess you could say for the better because the industry went up, but Again, there was accountability. You know, things stopped happening. You know, because you had to get licensed, you had to get trained, you had to pass the test. You had to pass the test, and I think that was the, I think that was the craziest part for everybody. <laughs> it was just a test. You just have to write a test and pass it. That was it. You got your license. There you go. That was it. Right? So, you know, you um, to fill the report. Polish your shoes. Oh my goodness. Okay, you have to have the security has to be the one centimeter. Two it has to be this far. And if yeah. you're wearing a black shirt, you can't have a collar because yeah. Uh, oh man, it was that was it was. How about, crazy. How about crazy. you need to learn how to fucking talk to people and carry yourself? <laughs> it was yeah, not a requirement. Yeah. Uh, I just did a quick Google search, and there's basically a bunch of headings about bouncers choking out patrons, but there's a couple about them choke, uh, bouncers accused of choking patrons to death. But oh, wow. you and I have In both Toronto. been the worldwide. Or just worldwide. Okay, yeah, yeah. Makes you and I, you I mean, and I I, you'd be naive. You'd be naive to think that it it, it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, but to sit there and say, you know, the guys that I work with, guys like myself, guys like you know, you, I can sit here wholeheartedly and say, sorry, guys like you. No, that's okay. Yeah, guys, guys like, like you, you. You're right. Guys right? like two words for you though, Brunswick House. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I bet that there'd be a Toronto bouncer somewhere in the history of the Brunswick Coast that choked someone out, probably not to death. Yeah. Perhaps right? perhaps within an inch. <laughs> it's definitely got a lot more quieter. <clears throat> since, since, since it became a uh, friggin' farm, like a Rexall, a pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so yeah, but it, Not again, people legally acquire the drugs there. <laughs> that's, you know, we've, the, the, the city has had its days, man. The city has right. had its days. Oh, shit, man. So what, what does your day-to-day -day look like then? As a, uh, you're now your uh, owner-operator of UES, and you yep. contract yourself out of that. Is that all you do? Do you have a stand? Yeah. So, so we do uh, – we stick with venues and events. Um, I like the events specifically because um, you're offering an actual service to that event. Like, a, a, it's, it's – an added value to that event that's going on. You know, I, I I take pride and value in people being able to go home at night and enjoying their night and not being an, a problem. Or if there was, it didn't disrupt everything. Um, you know, we had uh, we had a big event last year. 
Caravan a Weekend on uh, Queen Street. We did, a, we did a block party. I had five guys. It was probably about 500 people. Not a single issue. You know, it was a lot of work. But again, we did it. And I took pride in that, you know. Um, and then, uh, you know, with now I'm getting into the bodyguard work. Uh, mm. That in itself is, 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 is a different game. There's a couple of guys uh, that I work with both hand in the city um and uh you know trying to get you know bring that out here because again the i wouldn't say the money but the the environment is here it's rich for it you know there's celebrities come in and out all the time the executives come in and out all the time uh you know and and i think it's time that now canada and, and the guards in canada step up to the plate and and take over i love just speaking of what you said earlier you know love seeing you know, guys that we came up with, man, I love seeing what you're doing, bro. That makes me feel because I'm doing what I'm makes me feel proud. I, I'm up here with my brother. He's, you know, he's, I went, you blessed me with some training, bro. That, and we got to finish by the way. Um, cause I'm a lot more mobile now I'm ready to go, but you know, like things, things of that nature is like, that's, that, you got to take pride in that, man. You gotta, you gotta take pride in that. So. Yeah, man. Uh, Speaking of which, just launched today, everyone, uh, the Gray Man website. For, uh, we're going to have it in October. So we did the last one in October, right? It uh, hmm. went really well. It was great. We uh, learned about how we can even make even more improvements. So I put the website up today. We're moving it to April uh, to give enough people time to recover and this kind of the world to recover from the yeah. gong show that it's been. And, uh, you know, and even then, hopefully April, we're good to go. <laughs> we're good to yeah. go, you know? But uh, that's the plan, and uh, we have kind of the same instructor project back, but we're adding, uh, we're adding basically a lecture series. There's going to be a little bit of extra learning on the, on the Friday night where we're going to have uh, some different subject matter experts come in, do kind of a lecture series as well as the practical uh, full Saturday uh, and full Sunday with six different professionals from you know, uh, nice. former CSIS, uh, corrections, you know, executive security, border security, military police, you know, kind of the whole gamut. Just coming mm -hmm. to bring some stuff, so uh, yeah, maybe I'll see you there. <laughs> oh, listen, listen, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'll be, I'll be there. There's, um, you know, and that's the, that's the thing I was gonna touch on earlier. I just, I just go on and on. Um, but you know, training, it's, it's available here, but you know, mm. the cost is immense. Um, and and, you know, it, it's in America. It's you just go to America, and everybody's just training available everywhere. You know, training shout out, everywhere. Everywhere. yeah. yeah. Shadow Group and Offshore right now, they're doing a training, you know, it's a course, um, uh, executive protection with pistol carbine course. It, you know, you get all of that because in yeah. America, that's the norm, you know, to train in your field with your firearm. So you, cause you're, you're training, mm -hmm. you got to train with it, you know, and, and man, I, I just really wish. We had something more on that level up here. Yeah, well, I'm glad you touched on that because that's what kind of the reason behind Grandman is because you said that in the States, the culture exists where that's everywhere, right? Yeah. Now, we're a little bit different up here in terms of our firearms capabilities uh, or what, legally speaking, but um, not, when you go to the States for some sort of awesome training course like that where you get a series of instructors and they're presenting their different uh, topics, right? You also pay for the flight. You also pay for the accommodations. You also pay for the food. You also pay for your travel insurance. You yep. also pay for incidentals. So that's, we're like, okay, let's find the professionals that exist within Canada and bring them yeah. together in a one-stop shop kind of uh, yep. buffet concept. So that's good. That's, uh, that's what we did last year. And we're rolling around with uh, number two coming up in April. So I hope, I hope oh. I do see you there. 
Hold, sorry, my apologies. With firearms or no? No, no firearms. Okay, okay, sorry. So, so yeah, my apologies. I'm definitely taking part in that. I'm, I'm, please if, beat me on the head if I, if I, if I forget, but remind me. Um, but, you know, that was what I was saying in, in America. Like, again, they, they do all of that. Yeah, and then the firearms. <laughs> firearms training, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and I believe we have the space. Like, I'm a member of IDPA, right? Um, why can't you add the training portion to that? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I don't feel like there should be, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, man, I just think we, we, need, to do, we need to do more. <laughs> we need to do more. Yeah, man. Okay, so you're a business guy, running a company, yep. managing people, doing stuff, hustling yep. on the side because you're, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I, I'm assuming you're like a one-man show in terms of like you're putting out the social media, you're putting out the marketing, yeah. you're emailing, you're doing the account, you're doing all that shit. Yeah, it's really a, really a small business. Well, I'm lying. I have the wife helping me out. Right. Wife's on the go. books. There you go. <laughs> wife's on the, the wife is on the books. Remember I said that. Um, can't pull one over. Well, it's the same. Like uh, my wife started to do my books as well, and she's on the books as the like she's a cost, right? Yeah, right. But again, it's you know, um, I, I honestly I don't think I could work for somebody again. You know, mm -hmm. and not to sit there and say you know any of the guys, <clears throat> you know, should feel the same way. But you know, to to have to get up, you know, at a certain hour for somebody, day in and day out, and there's, you don't see the progress, you don't see the progression, you know, in your career, or you don't see, you know, you, you can't, I can't do that forever. And that's just me, but I can't do that forever. You know what I'm saying? So, um, geez, man, entrepreneurship is, is a great, it's a great feeling. You can apply it to everything, mm. everything. What does your, what does your, so, a, so two-part question. A, is there such thing as a typical day? B, what does that day look like to you? So, a typical day, I mean, right now it's been it's been really quiet. Um, uh, you know, before uh, you know, get up, get in the books, see what's going on, send out some emails. Uh, always stay in in contact with your with your book, with your network. Um, send three emails a day, two text messages a day. You know, just stay in contact con consistently. Stay in contact consistently. Um, you know, get that out the way. Uh, and then, you know, you get out and I'd say check on the guys. Make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing and, and moving how they're supposed to be moving. Uh, and then catch up on some training, man. Mm. That can never stop. You know, I've got, I've got countless books. I've got advanced, executive protection, new solutions for a new era, obstacles in the way, is the way. Like, I, constant books. Um, you know, so, so. The mental and the physical training, both. Yeah, everything, everything, yeah. you know. And then you got to, again, find some time for the gym, um, you know. As of late, you know, I had to finesse the security, but other than that, you know, you just get, you know, keep fit, keep your, keep your body going, keep your mind working. You know what I'm saying? It's very, as I said, it's very easy to lay down, right? So. What kind, uh, what kind of projects you got coming up? Irons in the fire. They, they can let in little tasty tidbits of what you got going on. Um, geez. Well, us, geez, well, I'm, I'm John for a loop. I haven't done this podcast thing before. Sorry. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I got a couple things on the go. Um, so outside of security, uh, I'm, I'm also trying to, um, I wouldn't say trying to, because a lot of people tell me I am trying to do, be a motivational speaker. Um, so I'm trying to get out to the schools, speak to the kids, um, you know, be impactful in the community in that sense. 
Um, so on that side, I'll be releasing uh, a website, uh, No Excuses, No Days Off, uh, mm -hmm. as well as the foundation. I'm just putting the details together for that. Um, as well as I, I'm hoping we'll see uh, this season I'm going in. There's just no excuses for that. Um, snowboarding. Uh, oh, good man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Olympic. I'm trying. I'm trying to hit the Olympics. Uh, Beijing, 2020. Yeah, 2022. I got two years. So I, is it Canadian that should know this? Is Canadian that should know this? But is the bit of a style of snowboarding? Like, is there a particular yeah, niche so of I, snowboarding you're going for? Yeah. So this is a snowboard cross. So this is with the uh, banks and, and the berms and all that. Basically, hitting the rollers and all that. Yeah. Um, so, and then there's just you know, snowboard. You can just bomb down a hill and I guess all that jazz. But this is this is what I'm hitting that snowboard cross. I, I can't do no tricks. I'm not yeah. in the pipe. I haven't been there in a minute. <laughs> not, since, <laughs> not since before my accident. So, um, but uh, yeah. So that's this. That's what that's what the plan is outside of security work. Um, but I will be re-releasing the UES website very shortly. One of the things I see all the time on your Instagram, and by the way, guys, you guys got to check out Chris on Instagram too, because he's got uh, a lot of ton of shit that he posts here. That's really great. Uh, you can see kind of what he's up to too. But one of your hashtags, one of your slogans is, uh, yes, no day, no excuse, no days off, but the other one is everybody eats. And the one thing I wanted to ask you is, because uh, in the, the self-defense combatives industry, there's like factions, I guess, we could support each other, but overall, it can be kind of cannibalistic because everyone thinks they're kind of competing with the same niche mm -hmm. and uh, in a city like Toronto is huge and there's a lot of business to be had but it's still a small city in other ways so mm -hmm. uh, what's the security what's the private security industry like in terms of companies like yours uh, other companies that uh, do kind of events or CP or things like this kind of what's what's the what's the atmosphere so uh, in, in the beginning I didn't have much of a network and that's when I was doing the everybody eats and, and what that for me really meant at the time was um, how I really came to be. Uh, I had an opportunity presented to myself. I had presented it to somebody that I was working for essentially um, because I didn't have anything. So I was presenting it to them uh, and, and it kind of got shot down. Uh, I was presented with in a sense an ultimatum and I made the choice. Uh, and so from that point on, it was a thing in me that I would never stop anybody from eating. Mm. Never, not for any, not for any reason, not for any reason. And there's a lot of people that can attest to that. Um, you know, I've had guys leave, uh, you know, uh, on bad working terms, you know, for me, so to speak, um, but they were good people, right? Uh, you know, coming back into it, would I be wrong to, to deny him? Some would say no, but I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to stop him from eating. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that whole everybody, every, everybody eats thing came from that. And it's crazy that that was the slogan at the time, because now more than ever, I'm being shown that by the mentors in the game that, that I look up to. Uh, and they live by that. You know, I, 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 you'll hear me talk about shadow and icon a lot, shadow group and icon global uh, and executive international. Um, they're the definition of that because what are we with it without our guys truthfully you know what i'm saying and and if we don't bring our guys up if we're not showing them what we've learned all these years uh, and you know i'm speaking of some of the novice guys that we bring up i'm not talking you know even 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 somebody you work with for years they might not necessarily be able to get the training that you're able to get so bring them up show them the way you know what i mean um 
they're, they're showing me that now more than ever. I, listen, I'm an amputee security guard. Security guard, let's say that. And, um, oh, battery's running low. Hold on. Nope. You got me? Yeah, we're good. Sorry, let me just figure this battery out. Um, they took a chance on me. A lot of guys took a chance on me. And they're in America. <laughs> Some of them are here in Canada. We have huge clients, high net worth clients, VIP clients, took a chance on me, man. And who am I to not do them justice by getting the necessary training, keeping in shape, staying fit, doing all I need to do. You know what I'm saying? Or, or why am I here? Mm. You know, um, geez, man, I've had, I've, 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 you know, I sit and talk about it like it's nothing, but I've, 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 I'm really proud of myself. I've done a lot. Um, I, uh, 2018, a mentor of mine, uh, Carl, a uh, big guy in the city. A, a lot of you guys know him. <coughs> um, Carl Campbell. He put me on to uh, to a, a really big gig, and it was it was Martin Luther King the third. I had, you know, I, I prepped that. I did the advance. It was like three months in advance prep work, uh, and this is without this is before I had any sort of training. This was by book. This was by <clears throat> self taught the internet. I I did my due diligence, things of that nature. It was 2018, yes, 2018, a year after my accident. From, you know what I mean? Here to Kingston and back, 24-hour, remain overnight. And, and if, you're, if you're in it, if you're going to be in this, you've got you to gotta do your due diligence, man. And I, I did all the work, man. That was prep work. I, went, I did that drive, I don't know how many times, to make that, check that road and, and all of it. It was, you know, so just to say, and, and, and come on. You didn't, you didn't do the bullshit Google map, but you did it. Oh, I did it all, man. Oh, I don't care. I did it all. I did, no, but I did it all. I used it. I used it all. I did it all, man. I used every resource I had available to me. I was, I was trying. I was pulling contacts on the army base in case I had to, you know, make that an emergency. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like no, it's not even. A, I was. It's it. This is when I didn't know anything. So to know how to see after I got the training and then I got the confirmation, the reaffirmation of everything that I learned on my own that I was, you know, doing right. And obviously, there's some key things that I learned and. and Need to clean up and tighten up, but that made me, it gave me the confidence, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it was, it's just one of those things, man. These guys, you know, they showed me a lot and, and I'm thankful for it. So now it's our turn to, to do that same thing. Got to show everybody, man. Everybody eats. I like that, man. Absolutely. On that note, Chris, uh, where do we find you? All right. Across the interwebs. So on the interwebs, I mean, right now, the website will be up shortly. Um, but as, as of right now, you can find me on Instagram. It's ues.lifestyle.management. Uh, um, my other handle for the motivational purposes is at, at xexcuses, x days off. You can find me there. And uh, I'm on Facebook as well for Upper Echelon Services. You can find us there as well. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Thanks for and coming and having, having a having a hang down or whatever we call it's, it. It's Power. been a great time. <laughs> Listen, we've, we've, we've got to connect, brother. We've got to connect. I'm, I'm going to be at the gray, man. I'm not, I'm not going to miss it. It's in April. You got time. I need my suit. Oh, oh dude, man. It the gray man suit. That's right. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, yeah. no those guys, I, you, I, you put me on to them. I seen a post on your, I, I got to get that suit. Yeah. They got, uh, yeah. Alex, Alex runs that. He's a good guy. Nice guy. Tell TJ sent you. At least if you talk I, to I Alex, did. I, oh, right away. 
Right <laughs> I told him right away. I saw him at the firearm show. I told him oh, right yeah, away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, as he's taking my measurements. As he's taking I'm like, yeah, TJ said. You know that, right? right. <laughs> yeah, man. I appreciate the shout out. <laughs> Absolutely. But you'll see. You'll catch me at the Gray Man Cup. I'll be there. All right, brother. Well, I, uh, I, I, I follow you every day, man. So I look forward to seeing what you get yourself up to, what trouble you get yourself into. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll make sure to rub beard soon, brother. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. We'll see you soon. Pleasure. Take care, man. Day.